0: When we are overwhelmed about something, we have two possible interpretations. We can interpret that as a sign that the answer is missing and we should freak out, or we can interpret it as we are the answer is there, but we're missing the answer. And some part of us through the sensation of overwhelm is trying to get our attention.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Crab and Lacrosse podcast. I'm your host, Mary Rose, and this is part two of my interview with Andy Hickman. So in part one, we get into the origin story of his, uh, his work as a productivity coach and the philosophy that um, undergirds what he does. He talks briefly about these four behaviors that he um, implements with clients, um, and he connects it to like kind of a Catholic understanding of the human person and sort of a mm, classical Thomistic theory of mind, you kind of say. Um, And in part two, we actually do like a live coaching session. And so you can get a look into my mind. Well, I shouldn't say get a look into my mind. My mind becomes externalized. In this version, and that's kind of his whole thing. It's like, you know, we're trying to like process all these things internally in our own heads, um, but we are embodied beings, and so we really need to externalize things. Um, and so you will, you kind of get to see a little bit of what he does and how he takes like a simple to-do list um, and transforms it into manageable action items. Um, and tries to do so, I think, in a holistic sense where, you know, we're not just reducing the person to, like, um, a cog in the machine that needs to function as efficiently as possible, uh, but a human person with memories and emotions and goals and a higher purpose and all that. Um, So, yeah, so this is kind of something you can do. You can kind of work along side of me in this episode like you could sort of pause it and follow the prompts that he gives or you can just listen um and and hopefully uh sympathize with uh the chaos that is me I think this is a very unique episode it's different from any of the other episodes that I've done um but I hope you find it valuable make sure you are subscribed rate and review follow on IG and X. And if you are feeling so generous, you can become a monthly supporter on Spotify. All right, and now here's part two of my conversation with Andy Hickman.
0: Let's just start by uh, the prompt of What are, what's taking up space in your head? Like, what are things that are regularly on your mind or they don't even have to be regular? Okay. Okay. Brainstormy stream of consciousnessy and you write them out. What are things that are on your mind or on your heart?
1: Okay. See, this is interesting because I'm like in the middle of, you know, I'm in the middle of a podcast. So, you know, what's going on my mind right now is like, you know, keeping the conversation going. Oh, where where am I not top?
0: so interesting let's make a distinction here we're not saying in the mind
1: okay okay
0: we're saying on the mind by that we mean like there's something about it that's pulling on you that's taking up a lot of space um so it's not any possible thing that's in the mind okay nice yeah this is great keep going and there's gonna be times during this where like i'm gonna intentionally just let there be silence. Okay. So just yeah, so, that's normal so and for, good.
1: Yeah. Those who are listening, I'm I'm basically just, maybe I can narrate this as I go. So I'm, I have a Google doc and I'm just mind dumping here. I have to-do list emails, calling plumber, responding to texts, catching up with dad tonight. Need to go to the dump. Um, dog didn't poop this morning. So, you know, that means I have to go check on him. Later <laughs> <laughs> all these little things. Um,
0: yeah, what are, how about some things around what you mentioned at the beginning, like um, getting a rhythm around yeah. stuff, like house management stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Dishes
1: piled up. <laughs> um, need a new system. I was saying need to, need to go to bed at the same time every night. I've been trying to figure out my sleep. My sleep habits are just abysmal. Nice. Um, I'm putting meal plan prep slash grocery shop.
0: Nice. Uh, and to um, just to open up the like the field here. We, we don't have to go in this direction live, but just both for the listener and for you to know that it's available. Um, if there are particular emotions that are very potent or memories that have a, a charge, a strong emotional charge around it, or you tend to you um, sense certain um, <clears throat> internal reactions around certain kinds of um things Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. clarity can be uh experienced around those things through the same kind of exercise that we'll be doing here so if you um you don't have to write out in words if you don't want to but you could like put uh letters that mean something to you and that we wouldn't understand or whatever the point is these um this Act of making sense is not applicable only to projects. Mm, Yeah, it's also it also applies to things in your life that you want to um, gain a deeper understanding of, or emotions in your life that you want to bring um, some space and light and peace and clarity to. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, I think let me just I think it'll be helpful for people to kind of know some of the things around that. So. For me, when I see, you know, think through this list, I have these thoughts of like perfectionism. Like I want to do things the right way. It's kind of yeah. like perfectionism versus just, uh, I don't know, maybe, 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 honestly, productivity in my mind because pra- perfectionism tends to be an enemy of productivity for me. And then just mm-hmm. like thoughts of like shame of like why can't I do these things? I ha- why why can't I do them right? You know why do I keep failing? Um, mm-hmm. You know, just all the sort of negative self-view things that, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Quick question. Uh, the shame, where do you feel that in your body when you feel it?
1: I think in my chest, in a sense of like a heaviness on my chest, like a weight, it feels heavy. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Like I'm carrying something like burdensome.
0: And when that's around, If one is low and ten is high, where does it land?
1: Um, low meaning like it's it's not that burdensome and time meaning it's yeah okay uh probably a seven.
0: Great, cool. And uh, one last question on that. Sure. And these can be seeds for future things if you want them to be. Um. What, when did you first feel that? In my life? <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. Uh, probably sometime in elementary school. Um, you know, I th- my mom tells me that like she would find me just like trying to do my homework perfectly in cursive, like in the third grade, because we were supposed to write in cursive. And so I was just, you know, taking an hour to do my homework when I'm in the third grade. <laughs> it's like, what mm-hmm. are you doing? <laughs>
0: Yeah, let, let, give yourself some uh, breathing room with this and pose the question to yourself, of like, what are specific events or specific memories around this emotion? So it could be, for example, your mo- your mother sharing that. Yeah. It could work, but it, it's better if it's a specific event rather than like a theme or, mm. or like a... Yeah. Yeah.
1: Gosh, um, um, it's, I don't know if I can think of a specific event in my, in my childhood. I can think of specific events where this manifested like later in life where, um, I, r- I can, I can have a, remem- a memory of when I first started my job and I was obviously trying to do my, do my best, take on all these extra responsibilities for you know, can't say no to things, and for some reason, mm-hmm. I've I've said yes to being like the class, the class advisor for I don't know if it was a sophomore class or, or whatever it was, which meant I had to do all these things for our spirit week. And so, because I'm <laughs> I'm not good at delegating, I find myself like going to Walmart at like nine o'clock at night <laughs> to buy these decorations, and I just like have a moment where I like break down. I'm like, what am I doing? Like this is so stressful, and I don't enjoy this at all. And I can't get myself out of these responsibilities
0: good Um, so what what you want to do is title these so we have breakdown at walmart during spirit week (laughs) (laughs) okay and so that just gives that gives you a sense so yeah there's a great thing to do with any specific and you won't it's common to not have the answer right away. Yeah. So you like yeah. pose it to yourself. It's like, yeah, when when are times when I felt this in a, a in an intense way, in a significant way? Right. And you might not know right away, but if you let the mind kind of recalibrate and then start searching the files, yeah, it'll find yeah. some things. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> yeah, there is a whole exercise that we could do that makes sense of, um, uh, these kind of stories, but at the very least, um, for the listener and for you on your own time, it's worthwhile simply collecting the names of these stories, just titling them. Yeah. Okay?
1: And, and, and <clears> what, it, what, like my mind wants to jump to is, <laughs> is to say, that seems like a waste of time. That seems very unrelated, you know? Uh, but I think I think mm-hmm. there's something intuitive there about the fact that like these emotional memories are burdensome and they weigh on us somewhere again, I, I want to say the language of the back of our mind. I don't know how that jives with the the anthropology thing that we're talking about, but you can almost imagine like you have all these files in your brain and and you know some of them are uh, you know thicker than others and and you know weigh more on the on the memory.
0: Yeah, it's often like um, you ever have like a really messy desk and then (laughs) like it's only once you clean it, you realize like how much that mess was affecting you.
1: Yes, 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 absolutely.
0: So the same is true with emotions. Mm -hmm. And so we're working under a couple premises here. One is we're not just like finding stories for any possible emotion we feel. We're first starting with the question of are there ones that we feel Uh, Stuck around. Yeah. Okay. And now one of the definitions we'll use for overwhelm is we'll define overwhelm as the optional habit of ignoring clarity. Wow. Okay. And so when we are overwhelmed about something, we have two possible interpretations. We can interpret that as a sign that the answer is missing and we should freak out. Mm-hmm. Or we can interpret it as we are the answer is there, but we're missing the answer. And some part of us, through the sensation of overwhelm, is trying to get our attention mm. so that we can give our attention to what has our attention. Yeah. So with emotions, we're working under a premise that those strong ones are the ones that seem to have a history, the ones that linger around or we feel a little bit stuck in there's a story to be heard around those. And uh, to the extent that we do not hear and listen to that story, it's going to continue to uh, take up space.
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: Okay. So that could be episode two if we want. <laughs> yeah, okay. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is uh, we, we want to make clear that this is not just about, um, to-do list, but it totally involves to-do lists. So yeah. first of all, is this a regular thing for you to do, like to do a brain dump like this? Um, yes.
1: Yeah, so when I'm like cleaning up my house, I'll find all of these pieces of paper or notebooks with my to-do lists. And, you know, I'll, it's nice to go through and cross things off and be like, oh, I did end up doing that. But yeah, I, I this is something that is helpful for me. I, I mean, it doesn't ever include like anything emotional. <clears throat> it's just to do this, have to do that, I have to remember to do this, blah, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. But and I, then yeah.
0: where do you usually do that? Like,
1: um, Location-wise or?
0: Yeah, like where do you write this stuff out when oh. you're just like, I get this stuff off yeah. my
1: head? I mean, it could be the notes app of my phone. It could be in my planner. It could be just on a piece of notebook paper. Um, yep. I don't have a single place where I do these brain dumps.
0: Nice. So here we start to assemble our goodie bag to all listeners. <laughs> uh, this is one very practical uh, takeaway, which is look, write down stuff wherever you want to, but you will uh, thank yourself later if you have internal clarity of where you're doing this.
1: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Cause I'll, like I said, I'll find a to do list from two or three months ago. Right. You know. <laughs>
0: Right, right, right. Exactly. And, and that's very common. It, that's very common. Um, <clears throat> and then what usually happens after you do that? So you f- you grab the first thing that's in front of you, you toss stuff down on it, and then what happens?
1: Sometimes, um, I mean, yeah, after I write things down, sometimes it's like that, that sense of overwhelm comes up again because it's like you know like we were just saying I have the clarity I know what I need to do but now beginning the tasks uh, beginning the list is is very daunting because I I, in in a way like until you put it all down on paper you don't realize how daunting it is Um, but then once it's all out there in front of you you're like oh wait this actually is a lot Um, and so you know sometimes I might write the list and then just go do something that's not on the list at all. Other times I've used, <laughs> yeah. Other times I've used like a random number generator to like pick for me what I Yes. First. That's
0: great. Which is,
1: which is nice because for me I get like decision paralysis. Um, yeah. So it's nice to like outsource the decision making.
0: I love that. Okay. So which thing on here that you wrote down is the most daunting?
1: Um. <laughs> well,
0: and if there's something else that's clearly the most daunting thing and it's not on here, yeah. then get it on here.
1: well, I think two things I could say is like on the one hand, the sleep is just daunting because it's such a life altering task. In terms of like yeah. very simple like a simple task that I've been putting off putting off, it's like the calling of the plumber because that's like, like scheduling gives me stress. And then the fact of how much is it going to cost gives me stress. And so mm-hmm. I've been like existing in this limbo where I know there's this leak with my sink um, that...
0: Oh, nice rhyme.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Le- leak, I actually, I just pronounced my leak with my sink. It shouldn't rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's one of those things where it's like on paper, it's not really a dramatic task, but because it carries with it, time and money it's it's overwhelming
0: um it also sounds like part of it is um not all things on paper are created equal
1: Mm, for sure for sure
0: uh so let's 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 play with those so we have plumber which i'm tossing up at the top here and we have where's the sleep one Go to bed at the same time every night? Yeah. Okay, cool. So just for fun, what's the current state of call plumber? Like stress level? One is low, 10 is high.
1: I'd say around five um, because it's one of those things that can be very out of sight, out of mind. You know, yeah. and then when I get home, I'm like, oh, crap.
0: <laughs> what about need to go to bed at the same time every night?
1: Um, That's probably more like a seven.
0: Cool. Okay, fine. So call plumber. What's the first thing for you to do to call the plumber?
1: First, (laughs) I probably have to Google plumber to figure out which plumber I'm going to call. So I have to actually research and, and find the right company.
0: Is there, are there people in your lives that could vouch for somebody such that you don't have to do that research?
1: Yeah, I could text my family group chat and say, hey, who has a recommendation for a plumber?
0: Nice. Okay. And um, good. And then uh, you need this plumber because what are you ultimately trying to do?
1: Fix the in my kitchen sink pipe
0: okay so what do you feel around text family group chat on a number scale one is low 10 is high
1: um like a two
0: okay cool so what we're doing here i'll explain after we do the same thing down here for need to go to bed at the same time okay so if you went to bed the same time every night, would you be done? No. Why?
1: Because, well, a couple things. One is I would like to also get up around the same time every morning, you know, roughly. Um, Two, for me, there's the issue of, yeah, I can set a bedtime, but that has no relationship to when I will actually fall asleep. Um uh, and so mm, that requires mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what, but like building the habits such that my brain kind of picks up on this on the, the sleep cues and, and is like, okay, now we're tired.
0: Hmm. So we'll phrase that as establish a rhythm for yep. falling asleep and waking up. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you have some known things that sabotage the like, hey, it's time to go to bed now?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, 100% my phone. Um, it could be one of two things. Either I just get sucked in or I will be feeling tired and know that I need to like go to bed, but I will feel so tired that I don't feel like doing my – nighttime routine and so then right. my thought is well maybe if i just relax a little longer i'll have the energy to do my bedtime routine
0: totally totally yeah. everyone listening by the way it's like i know exactly yeah what yeah it's yeah that's <laughs> like i don't uh, mind
1: being honest i think it'll help people because i think we're we're more similar than different
0: <laughs> exactly exactly okay so a couple things like one is where, what are you doing with your phone when you come back home? Where is it?
1: Um, so when I come home from work, I'm alternating between the kitchen or the living room. I'm either like cooking, making dinner, which in which case my phone, I'm often listening to a podcast or when I it's later in the evening and I move to the living room, I'll probably be sitting on the couch, phone plugged into a charger in the wall, and I'm, you know, just probably on social media or reading articles or watching YouTube or or stuff like that.
0: Okay. So that transition into the living room in the evening, before then there is a, you would say there's a productive use of the phone, right? Because of the listening to podcasts.
1: Yeah. And I think that helps me, Um, you know, when I'm doing something like dishes or cooking, it's, it's something that kind of keeps me, I guess, entertained as I'm doing a more, more, somewhat mindless task.
0: Okay. Now afterwards, where whatever later in the evening in the living room means to you, mm-hmm. is there any um, productive use of the phone at that point?
1: Very little. I mean, yeah, I might be catching up on a couple texts that people have sent me. Um, but for the most part, it's just downtime and um yeah entertainment.
0: What's something that you would love to do? Like if 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 you if you weren't in the quicksand of the phone, yeah, you know that like it would light you up to have done that in the evening instead. And but it just doesn't cross your mind because you just you're in the living room and then before you know it you're like on the phone and whatnot. But what are some things in the evening that you would like to do instead?
1: I would love to dedicate time for reading and research and script writing for future YouTube videos. Um, You know, dedicating time to, like, those more – those, like, creative side projects. Um,
0: Yeah. Do those activities uh, require – the internet?
1: Um, not not for the most part. Maybe in the sense that if I were, you know, pulling up some articles I was going to read, but that's also something where if you pulled them up later in the day and then you don't need internet access to, to read them, um, not necessarily. So I'd say, like, definitely not in, intrinsically.
0: Mm-hmm. And even the, the like, the reading side of thing. Oh, okay. We can leave it at that for now. Okay. Um, <clears throat> the catching up on texts is there because you want to maintain a level of communication with your friends, right?
1: Right. Friends, family, um, other people who I happen to have, you know, sent a message to. So there's there's times in which it could be a little bit more work-related. Um, yeah.
0: Are there ever evening times where it's work-related?
1: Sometimes in the sense that, um, like, maybe I send a text to a student. Like, also, like, for example, last night, like, I had texted a student earlier in the day asking them something, and then they didn't respond till like, 8.30 at night. So, now I have this message on my phone that is, sem. I mean, semi-work-related. You know, it's not like...
0: Uh, Mm -hmm. that's right because campus ministry okay right now with that situation though uh would anything like terrible happen if if instead of replying that evening you replied in the morning the next day no okay cool notice by the way for the people who are with us at this point like if we were just doing this riffing off the top of our heads. Like we could not have, we would not have the scaffolding to be able to like branch down and go down. Right, and, right. Right. Like, because we're, we can see these thoughts and not just have them in the head. Like we can now switch from thinking of the stuff to thinking about it. Mm. Um, and this, this facilitates the conversation. Um, <clears throat> okay. Could, when would be a great time in the morning for you to catch up on texts?
1: Um, I mean, it would be, you know, after I've gotten up, gotten ready for the day, had breakfast, um, maybe even driven to the office. So I would say (laughs) sometime around 10 a.m.,
0: Cool. Okay. What we're doing here is uh, we're not fully explaining everything because that would be crazy to do. Um, For this one, there's elements of uh, habit formation and how you manage habits. What we're looking for here is like, can we find a linchpin or a, a lever point where if we adjust that other things will just fall into place? And so, yeah. Part of what's happening related to the falling asleep is this use of the phone. And yeah. so we're trying to get and say, well, what is the pattern? Is there a natural trigger or line where we could say, okay, we can use a phone up to this point, but then not. And it's some kind of context right. um, for you to have these decisions around, because right now there's not a line in the sand. So what do you feel about, no strict phone rules up until this transition. And I guess I would be like after dinner or after you're done with dishes theoretically or something.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: And then the rule would be once you hit that pivot point where now you're switching to later in the evening, Mm -hmm. the phone is out of your hands. You do not touch it.
1: (laughs) Uh, I think sounds great. In theory, Um mm-hmm. yeah, like sounds sounds like a great idea. the it, The issue that always comes up for me is follow through, or totally. Oh, oh I'm just gonna check it. Oh, it's just gonna be ten minutes. Oh, you know. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Totally, I get it. I get it. So a couple things, and part part of this is like, um, so what we're to to like translate it to everyday Catholic speak or something. If someone this is not confession obviously but just to use a confessional analogy like if someone came and was like just i'm doing x and like every time they come back they're like i'm doing x the the confessor is should catch on and and be like okay wait but like why is that happening
1: yeah yeah
0: and what are you going to do to to make it easier to avoid that situation so there's one One time we were running a workshop with some moms and the mom came up to me afterwards and was like, "Um, I had a a related experience where I had gone to confession and I was talking about, I was getting so angry at my kids. And the priest said, well, maybe you're not an angry mom. Maybe if you left 15 minutes earlier for mass, things wouldn't be rushed and you wouldn't put yourself in those situations where there's that temptation. Um so there's kind of a related thing here in the sense of there's one it's one exactly what you're sensing it's one thing to like have an intention but like now we mm-hmm. need to have like a particular act like how does this get tangible and specific so that um we're shaping the physical environment to support that um internal intention that we want right. so what, one thing that's fairly common is people what's your alarm clock my phone Exactly. So <clears throat> this, this just became very easy, which is um we're gonna come back to this, but you have a next an easy next step of buying a physical alarm clock.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. It's game over if the last thing we touch before going to bed and the first thing we touch upon waking up right. is the most distracting right. inducing <laughs> tool ever invented. Okay, for sure, right? So here's an idea, which is when you get to this evening time, not because you don't want to get sucked into the phone because that's not a powerful enough motivator, Mm -hmm. but because you want to exercise your creativity in writing and reading. What if once you got to this Pivot point in the evening, you turned off your phone Woo. and put it in your car.
1: <laughs> wow, that would be a game changer. I, I I feel anxiety as soon as you say that. I'm like, bah, 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 bah. you know, what if somebody needs to, you know, I, like there's a, it's like a thrilling anxiety in a sense, <laughs> you
0: know. <laughs> and and this is why we need to listen to all the butts. Yeah, like yeah, we. Yeah. And, I, and and sometimes we can go too quickly into, like, we have free will. We're going to will this thing, exactly, right? Exactly,
1: exactly, exactly. Like, well, why can't I just say no? Like, you know, well, because I've been trying to say no for 10 years. <laughs> the works. same
0: reason, yeah, the same reason why you can't just be sorry for something, but you have to make a particular resolution about mm, it.
1: Absolutely, for sure.
0: Okay, so this is it. So we're, we, any of the red flags that, come up we want to pay attention to so what if somebody needs me well we're saying that um as our trigger is as soon as we get into the office our phone is on and we can check all the texts right and you could check text before you leave too whatever fine
1: right 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 yeah just not the first thing i wake up or else i'll get sucked back in
0: (laughs) exactly exactly so from a communication standpoint no problems are going to happen Right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm not really anybody's emergency contact.
0: So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I obviously, like, if I in the future, like, if I was married with kids, like, maybe that wouldn't work. But I think for me, very, very, very unlikely that there would be an emergency situation that I would be, you know, the person.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and this brings up a point of like these kinds of rhythms that we create. Uh, we're not chiseling them into marble. They will mm. naturally evolve yeah. and change over time. So yeah. it's helpful to just be, to approach it from, well, for this season of life, mm-hmm. what would be helpful? And then you don't feel like you're locking yourself into something forever.
1: For sure.
0: Yeah. So another uh point of concern would be the alarm, mm-hmm. right? But like, I need my alarm, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, if we bought a ten dollar alarm clock from Walmart or Target or whatever, um that handles the alarm part of the equation too. Is that correct?
1: Yes, except for the fact that I tried this a couple of years ago and the alarm that I brought that I bought, it ended up like not counting time properly. And so it didn't work. So I, I might need to get a little more of an ex- like a little more than like a ten dollar clock from Walmart because I got. I got, uh, gypped by, uh, the one that I have.
0: <laughs> and would that be worth it for you?
1: I, I think so in the, in the long run. Yeah. I mean, it's not, you know, I, I don't blink an eye throwing $40 towards a lot of things, but you know, yeah. towards a clock, you know, it's not a very enticing purchase,
0: but <laughs> <laughs> you're not throwing $40 for the clock though. You're throwing $40 to you getting back in touch with your creativity. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I know. I love that we're looking at it that way.
0: hmm Yeah. Okay. So let's just lay this out and bite back, push back. If anything I'm doing seems artificial or not realistic or anything like that.
1: Okay. I mean, I think for me, I like what comes up is, well, I do use social media to some extent for like the podcast, for example. And so... Maybe I want to be engaging with people on the platform, on Instagram, or or whatnot. And so, um, I guess I would have to set up s- other time to do my social media stuff for for the podcast or for I mean, even my own personal you know social media, which is you know, it's not like I have a pressing need for it, but it is something that's fun for me, and you know, I do. Like there's times when social media is enjoyable and then there's times when it's clearly just me, like avoiding whatever else I need to do.
0: Yeah, totally. I get it. And it sounds like listening to you that, okay, um, we don't even have to, uh, we can grant the premise of solid engagement on social media platforms. Mm -hmm. Okay it sounds like what we can't grant or, or what we shouldn't is engagement in the evening mm. simply because you're recognizing that this is something that doesn't like calm the mind down right. to start transitioning to sleep.
1: Right, right, right.
0: Um. So, okay, cool. We can bring this to uh, a head. Um, <clears throat> okay. So we're going to simplify things, but. For the point of the conversation, yeah. what are we doing here? All the questions I were asking, I was asking you, and the questions I would ask you if we went into um, breakdown at Walmart right. during Spirit Week. Right. Okay, <clears throat> they're not arbitrary questions. Hmm. They are they are fixed in number, and they do not change, and they are based off of. Human nature. So the advantage of this is when you learn how to use these questions to get us from a state of unclarity or overwhelm to a state of clarity and peace is not a new process every time. Mm. It's the same process every time, which means that it can become a habit, which means it it can become easy.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Now, The details and stuff doesn't make sense to introduce here, but just for the listener to understand, this is part of the reason why we call this an art. There's a fixed set of prompts and questions. Okay. What, what happened? What we focused on in this example is, um, two questions that are centered around activity and you can think of these as like the ones and zeros of managing your to-do list. And those two questions are, if I did this, would I be done? And what's the next thing for me to do? So the the typical problem is most people have, instead of having text family group chat on your to-do list, you have plumber. Yeah, Usually definitely. it's like plumber. It's not even calling yeah, plumber. It's yeah, 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 yeah. just plumber, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> okay. And then instead of uh, alarm clock on your errands list, you have like figure out everything about right. my sleep cycle. <laughs> right, right,
1: right.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So part, part, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, part of it is boiling things down to the next easy step, yeah. but then also... You can't really see it here, but it plays out in the in the managing of these things over weeks. It's very handy to have a clear end goal. And the clear end goal is put somewhere different than your to-do list so that when you get to your to-do list, you're not getting uppercut by like solve world hunger. Mm. You're just seeing these predefined, easy to execute things, and that's a lot more inviting uh for the mind to go to so really you don't have uh you don't have plumber you really have text family group chat right and you don't have uh need to go to bed at the same time every night you have buy a physical alarm clock
1: right right
0: Okay, And we get from the red to the green by letting our fingers type keys, our mouths speak, our eyes to see this stuff. And that allows us to make sense of these things so that we're not coming in. And if we're writing to-do lists, we're not coming in and really just like getting hit by this uh, blob of, uh, pending decisions. Right. That part of us knows we haven't made, and part of us doesn't know we haven't made.
1: Right. Yeah. I, I think I think so many people, and even just in a like a broader sense, like we can picture our ideal self and all the habits that we as an ideal person have. You know, you're like, oh, I'm somebody who goes to the gym three times a week, and I'm somebody who sees friends once a week, and I'm somebody who does this and that, and prays thirty minutes a day, and like we can envision that perfect ordered life but like you said that's like that's like the end that's like the um what how did you term it um with like what's in the red
0: oh um, well, that that's... usually we call that stuff
1: <laughs>
0: okay
1: <laughs> yeah, but like whatever like you the 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 end goal the end result we we see that um. And then we just see ourselves like smack up against it over and over again because there's no um, breakdown of like the sing- the simple step one how to get there. It,
0: it, here's where we get to why personalized coaching is important because not everyone actually feels that.
1: Oh, really? It
0: yeah. We'll we'll see. It depends on temperament and a whole view mm, of things. But it, for all for this whole bucket of people that feel like that. There's a whole nother bucket of people that have the exact opposite problem. They are. Yeah. So you were saying you see the big thing so clearly and it's really loud and scary to you.
1: Right.
0: Other people don't see the big thing at all. And they're just doing the, they have a habit of just seeing the one tiny specific thing and they do that, but because they have a blind spot towards what they're, where they're ultimately trying to go to they get into this reactive stance. So they're kind of always reacting to things. So mm. this is where you have four behaviors that everyone uses, but they're going to use them in different ways. And when you have someone other than yourself seeing what's going on from a, like the third point of view or whatever, that you can give the guidance of, Hey, This tends to be where you feel weaker and this tends to be where you feel stronger. So start leaning in this direction or that person needs to lean in another direction.
1: Wow. That's fascinating. Wow. So, so is this the kind of thing that you do like on a day-to-day basis, like you're working with clients and you say, okay, brain dump, kind of what's on your mind, what's on your plate. And then you kind of coach them through like asking them these probing questions and, trying to get to this point
0: yes exactly and it's like training it's like teaching someone how to ride a bike yeah like at first you've you I asked I asked a lot of questions during this session if we were to be working with each other as we did more sessions with each other I ask less and less and I leave more and more space for you to ask yourself these questions Mm. so that at the end the, the goal is so that you're autonomous. It's not like you perpetually need a coach, right? but you need, you need that at the beginning. And yeah, this is exactly the kind of stuff that we do. You get down into the weeds. That's where the behavior change happens. Um, and yeah, we have conversations like, well, what are the tools that you're using and coming up with a plan of, okay, I have 20 tools, but maybe I actually need seven of them and like getting clear on when I want to write something down. Um, getting clear on where I'm going to write that stuff down or where I store that stuff so that I can come back to it later and, and clean it up. And yeah, but yeah, yeah, this is a great snapshot of the kind of stuff.
1: Right. No, that's, that's awesome. Um. So then just kind of wrap this up. So people got to witness like a hands-on experience of what you do. So to kind of tie it together, like how, how would you, you know, I, th- I think what the normal you, or what you were saying, like secular, you know, secular productivity coaches, this is like kind of the thing that they would do. This is um, probably something along the lines of, um, you know, the kind of things they suggest. So how is what you just did different? Like, how does it tie back to that anthropology piece that we were talking about?
0: Good. What's typical is a couple of things. One is they, uh, many conversations would begin with a particular tool. Yeah. Install this app. There's more, more common in organizations, but the conversation begins at the level of the external tool rather than the internal behavior. So we just did Google docs because it was easy to share the screen and we thought, okay, it'd be kind of fun if people want to see it but you could have done this with a pen, a pencil and a piece of paper. You could have done it in a a digital program online, whatever. Mm -hmm. So the focus is coming from a place of you have the innate ability to recognize clarity and to recognize dissonance. And the productivity is first an internal game. It's, recognizing that you have these innate abilities and then practicing them so that they get stronger and stronger and stronger. Hmm. So that's one thing is that I don't care what tool we jump to, we go to whatever one you want. Right. The other other thing is um, if we were to continue this, we're not restricting this conversation to a particular subset of things. We're not restricting it, for example, to your professional life we're letting the conversation engage in both the professional and personal. So there's a, a, a continuation, a widening in the scope in that direction, but then also in the other direction. In particular, if we're talking about productivity, right. there's not going to be a conversation about your breakdown in Walmart during Spirit Week. Because okay? <laughs> uh, that seems like... It, we're not restricting the conversation to tasks. We're broadening the conversation to dissonance and resonance. Anything that is creating significant dissonance has the potential of coming into a state of resonance and clarity. And so that's another difference is that we're widening the scope. These The, the conversation includes managing your time, to-dos, knowledge, And emotions and so this is a much wider spectrum than than it's normally done and then uh, the other is that it's a fixed set of behaviors so you're going into and learning the core essentials almost like the simple machines of clarity think of like what what the lever and the screw and the wheel are but for making sense in your mind and then that's really empowering because if you know the core things to do and you practice them so that they become, uh, habits in your life, then you're golden at that point. Like you, you can change careers and still implement the same thing. Yeah. You could, uh, yeah. So anyway, so the, that's, that's the longer or shorter answer. I don't know to that. Yeah. Very yeah, good yeah, question. Yeah,
1: yeah, No, this is, this is really fascinating. I think a few years ago I would have kind of brushed this stuff off almost as in that Gnostic way of like, oh, it's, it's not spiritual. So it doesn't really, it's almost, it's almost superfluous, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. and, and the older I get, the more I'm like, and the more I realize these imbalances in my life where a lot of this habit formation just hasn't, um, has not progressed. (laughs) Um, I see more and more the value of this kind of thing. And so I'm really glad that, that you're doing it. And I think it's also good that it's somebody in the Catholic space, because, you know, as you were describing that experience working at, um, uh, Institute of Catholic culture, I was just like, this is almost every Catholic organization or school or institution where it's like overworked. Um, you have to say yes to everything. Um, you know, it's for the mission and, and people Mm. are really burnt out, um, because it's, you know, they have, it's kind of like what we were saying, how, you know, some people, not everybody's like me. They might just get, do the, the, they don't see the big picture. I think in these religious groups, we do see the big picture. Um, and then that can almost get in the way, not quite get in the way, but it, it, it stunts our ability to execute things like in the day-to-day here now.
0: Hmm. Yeah. And I think spiritually that comes down to is there clarity in the person Mm. that they have a divine call to arms to get down into the trenches? Or are they viewing replying to this email as an annoying thing that they have to do rather than like, that's where they're meeting God.
1: Yeah, I know a hundred percent because I think we, we look at those tasks as like, well, I'm going to get this out of the way so then I can get to the real stuff or the good stuff. Right. Um, Right. And, and, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, I'm going to not eat the meal because I want to get to the dessert. And um, mm-hmm. that's just not, that's just not really how success in any arena comes.
0: Right. Yeah, totally.
1: Wow. Well, this has been a really fascinating conversation. I'm definitely excited to share this. And um, if you want to just plug your, your book and your website again so that people can can find you,
0: Yeah, totally. So I tend to hang out uh, um, primarily in email. I think it's a less distracting environment than social media, but I flirt around in social media every once in a while. Best place to get in touch and the best place to learn this is our website, artofworkflow.com. And what uh, I would recommend starting with is you will see the entire table of contents laid out on that home page and uh you put your email address in there and you'll start receiving that story essentially chapter by chapter the reason why we do this via email is because how many times have we read a good book and written something in the margin of like uh did they mean this or that or if only i could speak to the author It's a conversational medium so that you recognize or that, so that's facilitated uh, a conversation. So there's a real human behind it. When you get an email, if you have a question about a particular concept, totally just hit reply and we'll, we'll answer uh, that question for you. But yeah, so that story in that story, we go into the nuts and bolts, real detail into each of these four behaviors, how to implement them in your life. And this is the easier solution to getting organized. It's a more sustainable solution to being creative. And uh, yeah, you can read all of that for free. Art of that's, awesome. com.
1: that's super cool. That,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about you? What's a, what's a fun creative thing that's coming down the the line?
1: Um, well, so right now I'm in the the stage of like, um, recording new podcasts. I just fin- released the last episode of my second season. And so now. I get to do this, which is the fun part of podcasting. Yeah. You know, the, the work part comes later where it's, you know, going through the edits and making the, I mean, it's not so tedious. I enjoy making the graphics and, and stuff like that, but, um, yeah, I'm kind of in the the height of the creative piece right now.
0: It's fun.
1: So yeah. Ooh, this battery is about to die. So, okay. Um, I have really enjoyed this conversation. Um, uh, and i think there's a lot to unpack here so thank you again so much for for being so generous with your time and and you know taking me on almost as a sample client so
0: yeah well thanks for having me it's a lot of fun and i appreciate what you're doing
1: awesome all right thanks for listening um if you made it this far i figured i might as well give you some life updates since i recorded this episode a couple months ago um the kitchen sink is fixed. I did call the plumber. I did get it, the leak fixed. Um, it cost almost $400. Uh, about six weeks later, the leak was back, but luckily um, it was under warranty. So they came and, and repaired it. And so far, so good. Um, I did also buy an alarm clock. I got um, a nifty little uh, battery operated analog clock from Target. And it is working, and I use it like maybe half the time. I'm not totally weaned off my phone yet. Um, He gave a brilliant suggestion in here about like putting the phone in the car at a certain time at night, and I'm not there yet. Um, Work in progress. Uh, but yeah, I, I'd love to hear your feedback on on this episode. You know, do you struggle with the same thing, things that I struggle with? Um am I just an anomalous human being? Um, do you have any any tips, anything that has worked for you? Um, and and do you feel like his methodology is something that uh, can help you? So, yeah, if you want to give me feedback personally, you can, Send me a DM on Instagram at the Crab and the Cross podcast. DM on Twitter at Mary Rose Depp. Um, or you can also send an email to uh, the thecrabandthecross at gmail.com. Wait, I should check and make sure if that's my actual email address. Yes, thecrabandthecross at gmail.com. Until next time, God bless.